Hello, everyone, and welcome to a fresh edition of the Not Another Bucking Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Cosmider, beat writer for the Denver Broncos at The Athletic, and it is week four. The Denver Broncos are still searching for their first victory, as are the 0-3 Chicago Bears, and as fate would have it, those two teams will tangle Sunday afternoon at Soldier Field. They are two of the four remaining winless teams in the NFL, so whoever loses this game will be you know, firmly in control uh, of of that one or two pick, um, you know, in that in that pursuit, whether that's Caleb Williams, whoever it might be, um, that that is a situation that uh, I, I think both of these teams want to avoid, desperate for a victory. Um, we talked about the game with Adam Johns, uh, my colleague at the Athletic, who covers the Chicago Bears for us. So we'll get to that conversation, great conversation with Adam here in just a minute. Uh, but first, let's just go over kind of where where we've come to since Sunday afternoon. Obviously, we were on here talking about um, you know that that just historic meltdown of a game for the Broncos, particularly their defense and giving up seventy points. The first team to do so in the NFL since nineteen sixty six. And you know, usually teams have these twenty four hour rules, right? You you play a game on Sunday, uh, Monday you're you're digesting it, good or bad, ugly, whatever the case might be, and then you're 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 turning the page. By the time you go into your off day on Tuesday. You've turned the page, um, you know, but it was it was worth talking to these players about a game in which you lose by 50 points, not it not being that easy to just flip over. Right. Like seemingly that 70 point number has been one that has been in the ears. It's been on the brains of these players uh, ever since Sunday afternoon. Um, but but everybody we talked to in the locker room and, and at out, out on the podium on Wednesday afternoon at the Broncos headquarters said, listen, it was awful. It was embarrassing. But the reality is it was one loss, whether it was by one or 50 points. And, and we really have turned the page to this. We have an opportunity coming up to get in the win column, to, to, to improve as a football team. Um, and, and I think it's easier to take that stance when you're playing a team like the Chicago Bears, who are having just as many issues, if not more, than are the Broncos. You know, the Bears are bad right now on both sides of the ball. The Broncos are at least average on offense. Like that, that's sort of where where they're at. It's, it's a very small silver lining. But this is a game that the Broncos have to win. They are favored to win by, by about two and a half points, which is pretty incredible for a team coming off a 50-point loss. But I, that speaks to what the Bears have been able to show to this point in the season, which is not a lot. Justin Fields, who seemed to be really growing as a quarterback um, and, and looked really dynamic in that position last year during his first full season as a starter, um, you know, really has not been able to take another step. And we talked to Adam about that a little bit, some of the reasons uh, behind that. For the Broncos, I'll say this. What they have to do offensively in this game is have a more complete game. The Broncos are doing some good things on the offensive side of the ball. They're putting together drives. They're they're hitting some more explosive plays. But the reality is this has been a Jekyll and Hyde unit. They are really good in the first half, among the league's best in terms of efficiency, EPA per play. Uh, completion percentage, whatever metrics you want to use in the first half, they are playing some really good football. In the second half, it has been the complete opposite story. They have not scored on any of their four, or they have not scored touchdowns on any of their four red zone drives in the second half of games this year. Russell Wilson's completion percentage goes from 73 to 54 and a half in the second half of games. They've not been able to run the football in the second half. Part of that has been because um, of where the scoreboard is, particularly Sunday, of course. Um, you're, you're not trying to run the ball in a game that you're trailing by, by as many as Denver was. But but that's a situation where they have to be more balanced in the second half of games. That's that's the big key for me, the thing that I'm watching. Obviously, with this defense, if they cannot, if they cannot stop a Bears offense that has 
I had a quarterback throw for 99 yards against the Chiefs last week, an offense that is averaging 15 points per game. If the defense can't find some success against this unit, then I think everything will be on the table in terms of what, what they'll do next, how they'll, how they'll address it, um, because you don't, you don't get more of an opportunity to kind of wipe a bad taste out of your mouth than what is, what is presented to the Broncos on Sunday afternoon in Chicago. Um, so, so with that, um, I want to play a clip of what, what Sean Payton said about turning the page um, going into this week's game against the Bears, and then we will get into our conversation with Adam Johns. You know, you got to work your way out of this, and it starts with getting, you know, getting the first win. And, you know, I said this after the game last week, and, you know, the next week can't come quick enough. Um, so I, I think that's where we're at. Now we'd like to welcome this week's guest to the Not Another Bucking podcast. It's Adam Johns, the Athletics Chicago Bears beat writer. Um, Adam, bucking excited to have you, man. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> it's bucking great to be here. <laughs> you know, we, we are, um, we, we had to come together and, and talk about what is clearly, um, the most anticipated game on the NFL schedule, uh, come Sunday afternoon. Uh, and that is, that is Owen three bears, uh, hosting the Owen three Broncos. Um, wh- where, do, where do we even start with this one, Adam, in terms of, um, you know, what, what we're really looking for in this game, it's obviously, uh, there's two matchups of Owen three teams, the Vikings, uh, and, and the Panthers being the other one. So, you know, the two teams that lose that are, are at the very bottom of the league. And to me, that's, you know, that's all the stakes that you need, right? Yeah, yeah. Should be a riveting um, affair for sure. You have two of the worst defenses in the league. You know, you would think it would be like a high-scoring game between the Bears and the Broncos. I don't know, 35, 38, something like that. But, like, my gut tells me this could be a poorly played offensive game too especially from the the Bears side of things where they have so many issues so many issues Nick but yeah we'll see where this goes uh neither team seems to be playing well defensively that's for sure yeah that, that's what I wanted to kind of get to you on is is some of those issues because obviously you know the Bears lost a lot of games last season but but the optimism came in that uh Justin Fields was a, as a dynamic quarterback starting to put things together it's not as if he was he was tearing the world up um, you know, with with his drop back passing ability, but but the way that he could stress defenses with his legs, um, you know, just the way that he could be an athlete at the position, um, there seemed to be a lot of optimism after the season that that he was he was building toward being um, you know a real weapon. What 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 hasn't I guess um, sort of progressed from where they were at the end of last season? Well, the story in Chicago right now is how he's failed. Within the pocket, the Bears have invested a lot of time in improving him as a passer. This goes back all all the way to even like the end of last season where the Bears kind of laid out a plan with more seven on sevens, just like different passing drills or or different passing situations to put him in to improve as a passer within the pocket. We haven't seen that development take place. And then on top of it, he's not scrambling as much as he used to because he's trying to play within the pocket. And Justin Fields, like he embraced this idea. He, he's on record saying he wanted to throw for 4,000 yards or becoming the first Bears passer in history 
to ever do that. Like that was a goal of his heading into the season. And obviously the numbers don't reflect any of that progress. Now there's questions about Luke Getze, questions about the offensive line. Why is DJ Moore the brand new number one wide receiver? Why is he not productive? What ha- what happened to Tarnell Mooney? Like there are so many questions now about the, the Bears offense because this passing game hasn't taken off. And like right now in Chicago, like you're almost picking sides. Is it because of Luke Getze and what he's calling? Or is it because Justin Fields isn't progressing himself? I'm somewhere in the middle. It's always a blend of, of certain things uh, when you struggle this much. But yeah, that is, it's got to be a frustrating point for the Bears or, or, or part of this for the Bears because this is year three year three for Justin Fields, year two with Luke Getze. There's three games on the books now. The passing game is not working whatsoever. And Justin Fields isn't using his legs like he used to. Some of that's on Luke Getze. The design runs aren't there, but the scrambles, those big yards aren't there anymore. Yeah, and, and to me, that sounds so familiar when you're talking about, like, you know, people splitting into camps to decide who is at fault for for the things that are going wrong. We, we've heard a lot of that with the Broncos over the last several seasons. This this season, it's it's on the defensive side of the ball. It's Is this all because Vance Joseph, the new, you know, the new coordinator, uh, is not scheming properly? Is it because they, they didn't make enough personnel uh, additions? Is it because guys are underperforming? And, and it absolutely always is. Um, you know, some some blend of the three. Um, wh- where are there are there glimpses of things that have that have gone well? Like, are, do, are you still able to kind of squint and see some signs w- with Justin Fields that there, that there is still progress to be made, or or is it starting to get to the point where there there's there's some real concern about whether he's ever going to finally be able to get to that point? Yeah, I think you're at, a, at the point where there's some real concern. Like week two against the Buccaneers was better than week one against the Packers, but week three against the the Chiefs was bad. And this was after a week where he went viral for his comments mm-hmm. where he said coaching when it was in his head. And he tried to take those comments back later with the media. Um, like hours later after his press conference, he, he gathered the media in the Bears locker room to try to clarify what he was saying. But to me, the damage is already done. When you say coaching, when your answer is coaching um, more than once, like that stood out. There's, there's a lot of things like going wrong with the Bears offense right now to so, sort of throw that on top of it. Like that just doesn't sound good. It doesn't look good um, perception wise, just in terms of where things are headed with Luke Getze and Justin Fields. They seem to have patched things up like the relationship, like from the outside looking in, it looks, it looks okay, but you want results, right? And you look at that Buccaneers game and there were wide open players where Justin Fields seems to have time and he's just not throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. There were fewer examples of that against the Chiefs, who have a superior defense, that I, I think, compared to the Packers and Buccaneers. But just in terms of positives, to go back to your question, <laughs> there's not many at all. I, I can't even name one, to be honest with you. Like, even the rookie first-round pick, Darnell Wright, like, he's had glimpses. Like, if you want to see glimpses, like, there's the glimpses. Like, your right tackle. He could be a darn good player. Like he's got the promise, he's got the talent, he's got the just the freakish athletic ability to make up for his own like mental mistakes. Like that's there. You see that. Everything else with the offense, like I can't name one positive after that. I, I really can't. Maybe Roshan Johnson, another rookie. He's running hard when he has an opportunity, but the positives just aren't there for Justin Fields in the offense. <laughs> There's just not a lot of them. Adam, the, the, the Broncos offense has improved, but now you have an issue where their their defense ha- has really let them down. Um, 
but that's been the issue for Chicago too. You look at these defenses side by side and they're basically carbon copies of each other. What's been the biggest issue for Chicago's defense in your mind? <laughs> where, where do you want to begin? <laughs> um, well, I guess, you know, as the, as they say, the cliche goes, it all starts up front, right? So let's start there. Um, they don't rush the passer quite well. And the Matt Eberflus is fully committed to rushing four. He doesn't blitz much. Maybe that changes against the Broncos, but he blitz less against Patrick Mahomes. And, and, and I get that, right? Mahomes is like, if he beats you outside the pocket, like that is, that is bad, especially, you know, when he's rolling to his right. Statistically, he is like outstanding on the move to his right. Um, they blitz more against Baker Mayfield. Matt Eberflus isn't the Bears defensive play caller now after Allen Williams uh, resigned. But, yeah, uh, they they have one sack in three games, only nine quarterback hits. And this isn't just like a trend this year over three games. This dates back to last year where they had the worst pass rush in the league. It's, it's just not good. It doesn't work. And I think that just has a ripple effect across the defense. They have a pretty talented secondary when they're healthy, but you could have a secondary against the Broncos that's missing two, maybe three starters in it. So the problems start up front. They can't rush the passer. And then you have a bunch of injuries behind them. They have two pretty good linebackers, but yeah, if you can't get home with four and you continue to rush four, it's a problem for the bears defense. Yeah. I mean that one sack at three games that, that, that really stands out. The Broncos have, have four. They all came in the week two game against Sam Howell, who's been, um, I, I think he just got sacked again by the Bills defense, you know, so he's he's a guy that's been a pincushion his first three weeks. But outside of that, the Broncos have gotten no pressure. I mean, it really is with this game. One of these teams is going to is going to win. They're going to they're going to at least have that that positive momentum. Um, what what do you just see for, for this game, Adam? I mean, it's 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 hard to pinpoint like, you know, where where a unit at, at some point is going to break through. Yeah, for, for me. Honestly, the, the analysis is, is quite simple and straightforward, Nick. It, it's can Justin Fields have a good, efficient, productive day against a bad Broncos defense, a bad Broncos defense that just allowed a 70-point whopper. And, and I get that the Dolphins are an outlier here. They may be one of the best teams in the NFL, but if he can't do what Sam Howell did in Week 2, if Justin Fields can't get close to that type of production, like nearly 300 yards passing, then I think there are serious questions and concerns that take place, like serious conversations that must take place at Hallis Hall about the future of that quarterback position, not only like beyond the season, but but during the season. Like, what do they have to learn? What do they have to find out? I think it starts all there for the Bears. Like, if you're Justin Fields and you – like, if, if you're the Bears and Justin Fields struggles against this Broncos defense, then what do you do? Like – do you go to plan B? Do you, do you start Tyson Bajit, the undrafted rookie who impressed during during training camp and the preseason? Like, everything is on the table. That's where I would start if, I, if I'm looking at this game from a Bears perspective. Yeah, that's it's um, it's funny because you flip it. The Broncos defense probably looking at looking at the exact same way where if if we can't if we can't stop a, a Bears offense that has really had no kind of momentum in the first three weeks of the season and can't, you know, fix some of our issues against that team then we're every it's same thing everything's on the table coordinator big personnel changes trades whatever the case might be so somebody's got to win and somebody's going to be feeling really bad about themselves but we'll, we'll be feeling good because uh, we had adam johns join us on the not another bucking podcast adam thanks so much for your time man and we'll we'll see you at soldier field on sunday
Sounds good, Nick. Talk to you soon. Bye.